0: hey hey this is stacy reagan and michael doyle bringing you all things central 301 welcome to the podcast the 301 how you doing today michael
1: doing very well it is a snowy morning
0: a little bit roads were a little
1: snow covered uh cold snowy we thought last week we talked about maybe breaking the back of old man winter yet he's back again it was
0: 50 over the weekend i was a little hopeful but
1: yeah, and it's going to feel like about 17. Yeah, these snowy roads
0: today. are probably not a fan favorite of our guest for today.
1: I would guess not. Uh, today we have with us Tom Durham, who's a Kane County Sheriff. He's also our school resource officer here in District 301. So welcome Mr. Tom Durham.
2: Oh, hi.
0: Thanks for joining us. No,
2: it's, this is really, really cool stuff here.
0: Oh, thanks. We like it. We just did a presentation at a conference on, had it all set up and podcasted while we were presenting. It was pretty slick.
1: It was very interesting to uh, have a live audience for a podcast. Yeah, it was different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So fun fact, Tom used to be my neighbor in the the old, yep.
1: In the old days, huh? Yep.
0: But we didn't really know each other because he lived kind of around the corner. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. But I knew he lived there because I'd see him every now and then. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And because I think what we wanted was just to sort of, you know, the SRO school resource officer position is, you know, definitely um, one that a lot of schools have gone to sometimes um, with controversy if they do or don't get one. You know, I remember when we first got one, it was like, why do we need a police officer in the school? What's going on in the school? And now it's just kind of become the norm. So,
1: well, especially where we're at, you think, well, we're in the middle of a cornfield part of the district. Why would we worry? Well, everyone needs to to be vigilant, right?
0: Right. Yeah. So, what a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I mean, um
2: j- just about myself. I mean, I I have a family, a wife, two kids, two dogs, a cat, um some dust bunnies um, somewhere. Uh um, I got a couple of those. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you mine. Um I'm a huge Cubs fan. All about the Cubs. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so, that could be Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it drives my wife nuts. You know, I'm already bugging her on everything and she's like, it's, it's baseball already. Um, I grew up part, um, when I was younger in Aurora, uh, moved out to a small little bird called Samanak. Mm. Um, you know How where long
0: were you in Aurora? Uh,
2: I lived there until about eight years old. Oh,
0: okay. I'm an, I'm an Aurora girl.
2: Yeah. Born and raised. Yeah, I was uh, Eastside. Uh, A-Town. A-Town oh. is right.
1: There you go. My wife is currently an Eastsider.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a West Sider. Yeah, she works in East Aurora. West is best, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I digress.
1: <laughs> um. So
2: you know, I, I went to Salamanca High School, graduated there, and moved on to Abansit Community College, um, where I became a police cadet. Oh. Um.
0: Do they have a program there?
2: Yes, they do. Uh-huh. Um When it's the 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 programs evolved over the years, I've noticed, and um. Uh, when I was there, it was a part-time police chief who showed up during the day, a couple of part-time officers that came every once in a while. But other than that, the primary policing was done by cadets, oh. ages 18 to 21. No kidding. And, uh, oh yeah, um, first, you know, midnight shift, overnight, you know, give me a police car, nobody on the campus. Uh, yeah, I caused a lot of trouble. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I got a big break with uh, the city of Batavia, where I became a community service officer, Um did that for a couple years and before you know it sheriff uh ramsey um was calling me 18 years ago so that i become a sheriff's deputy King yeah, County. yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh i gladly took that one um you know i think i appreciated it more living out in samanite i was on a corporate i saw the sheriff yeah. out there all the time so
0: <clears throat> well that's not good if you saw them all the time
2: well you know they passed through <laughs> uh but that's me in a nutshell right there
1: so uh, what would you say are your major responsibilities and roles here as a student resource officer or a school resource officer? Um,
2: you know what? I can sum up my job in three areas, um, and, and these are the areas I focus on the most. I mean, um, education for one. I'm humanizing my position as yeah. a peace officer um, to the kids, staff, parents. Kind um, of that
0: community involvement piece that... Well, that's is really really important. important.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I there's, you know, um, you know, anytime events come up, I whether I'm, I should be there or not, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, I try to put myself out there. I want to be seen. I, I want them to know that, you know, I'm part of your community, and your community's part of me.
0: Yeah, and you're here to help. So.
1: Well, right, and because uh, oftentimes we see it's the oh that person's here to to catch me doing something or to get me in trouble, right. Whereas by being so visible. You, like you said, it's part of the community. You're, you're another person who's here.
0: Well, and that's just it. Police officers are people,
1: too. Right. So it's Teachers, too. And teachers, too. Right. And, and
0: so, you know, you do need to be humanized that you are a person and, you know, you're doing a job.
2: Yeah. And I, I don't want anyone ever to feel like they should be afraid to talk to me. Correct. Right. So um, and then we move on to the next part. That's protection. Um, Regardless of what happens on any, you know, wh- whether it's in King County or any um 301 school uh, i'll be the first one there and i'll do whatever it takes to to take care of the problem um the lives of of uh the kiddos and um uh, staff and whoever else is here that, well
0: and sadly in today's society that's a reality that we have to live with that you well, know you something could happen and we have to be prepared
1: we well, always have to be ready Right. Mm-hmm. And consider what could happen. Yeah. Be something
0: that go. I mean, we're Mike and I are old. I don't know how old you are, but not a thing that I ever would have thought of growing up in school. And I mean, you just didn't hear about those things. No, and, not really.
1: No, it's, a, you know, it's a, I would say a last 20, 25 years. Yeah. Now. And our
0: children have they, they live know, in they it. They live right? in yeah. it. So it's, you know, it's oh. a part of their, you know.
2: I mean, definitely. I, I remember growing up we the idea that an an officer was in our school was like just insane yeah um but you know the importance of it now i mean i can say now in king county there isn't a high school that doesn't have an sro in it um even middle schools uh like elgin they provide them there no kidding Yeah. yeah yeah um and then the third part enforcement um it's usually the lowest of of my list of priorities but it is supposed to be there i mean i am a peace officer and maintain that little line that they always talk about, um, you know, between order and chaos, that kind of thing. So uh, not that it's chaotic around here, but, you know, when you have a bunch of teenagers in one little spot, who knows what will happen. So, Right. Things happen.
0: Well, and it's teachable moments, too,
1: Mm -hmm. for kids. Yeah, that's a big thing.
0: And I mean, that's what, you know, we're here for are those teachable moments across the board, whether it's in the classroom or in the parking lot. You know, if they're flying out of here, and you need to have a chat with them about driving to keep them safe, and you know, it's it's those teachable moments that you can have an impact on. Right. On it's kids. not. It
1: doesn't just come from teachers. It comes from everyone in the building. Yeah. Right? It's everyone. Mm-hmm. Principals, it counselors, takes teachers. A village. It does. It's very
0: tribal. It's a tribe.
1: Yeah. The the rocket tribe.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Tom, as a, a parent of a, a teenager. Um, what do you see are some concerning things, issues for parents maybe, like, to keep a, a, an eye out for when it comes to their, their teenagers or preteens? Like, what are some things that you guys are seeing out there, you know, that could be like, ooh, boy, we better watch out for this in the home?
2: You know, I, I already think parents do an awesome job, you know, uh, being aware of, of um, you know, the big topics like, you know, drug use, um, um just getting along in general, just general rules. But uh, I think our problem now is is the social media our kids are in, mm-hmm. um, and the tech that they use to get access to it. I mean, our kids can literally do a million more things faster than I could ever do when I finally right. figure out how my phone works. Um, but the social media, whether it's the Snapchat or this new TikTok, um, it, it's a, it's giving them a whole new avenue, you know, um, behind the scenes that we don't get to see. You know, whether mm. you're a parent or a peace officer or a teacher that, you know, allows yep. them to do some some pretty bad things, um, you know, whether it's just healthy, you know, just uh, it leads them back to that that thing. You know, we're watching the drug thing, but we didn't we didn't take care of the social media. Right. And um, it, it's uh, I, I think uh, it is um, and I, I want I want parents to understand that, you know, we, we give our kids these phones. And we give them this reasonable expectation of privacy with it. And I want parents to understand, yes, they have it, but it's they ha- they don't have that that expectation of privacy. I think parents should be on their phones looking at it, knowing what yep. they're doing, understanding how everything works on it, and being educated. I know here at 301, we do host various different things, uh, like Parent University. Yes. We've brought in uh, people to discuss you know, what parents can do, educate them on various different... Um, new apps that come out, mm-hmm. um, so that they can understand what their kids are doing. Um, I mean, some of the things that that I you know that happen on this is pretty pretty. It could get pretty extreme sometimes.
0: It, it, it yeah, it does get extreme. Well, I mean, it, you see it in the you know headlines on the on well, the news.
1: And and the thing is, is a parent be vigilant, right? I mm-hmm. mean, keep an eye out on what's going on. Talk to your children.
0: You are not their friend.
1: Right? You're not. You're not. And it's it's a it's hard. But there are times you have to make decisions that are the right thing to do and mm-hmm. your child's not gonna like you for and the even, next two weeks even or being whatever it is.
0: But vigilant. Like I was vigilant and they still where there's a will, there's a way. So it's Well
1: but see the, the difference is you stuck with it and you stuck with it and you, yeah, stuck, and you, with it and you stuck with it. Yeah, and you take it away and you yeah. So well, and you stuck with everything, right? Oh, so yeah. so um we all have those those bumpy paths and our, our kids will do whatever they can do. You just have to be there and have conversations and 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 just keep reinforcing the right thing and things hopefully work out the right way.
0: Yeah, has the um, new tobacco age affected you guys a little bit more with it being twenty one? Like, or you know because we vaping is definitely something you know well, yeah, that I, I know is a is a school issue, a teenager issue. I mean, is that something that you guys are concerned with um, or? We're
2: we're doing a pretty hard stance on that right now. Uh, the sheriff of King County has reached out, and he wants to know what our numbers are, as far as how many kids we are catching vaping, and what are we doing about it. Oh, okay. Um, you know, and and now that it, it was raised to twenty-one, there, there, this awareness, you know, by the public, um, is is has also gone up. You know, like whoa, we need to maybe pay a little bit more attention to it. Yeah. Her. Um, uh, we I I personally work with the administration here very closely on this matter. Um. You know, it's very hard to detect because of the type of substance and and how it's you know almost nearly invisible.
0: Yeah, you can't smell it sometimes. Um, yeah, or it smells sweet. Like there's a Certain, sweet. Yeah, yeah, they, they they're have the using flavored the ones. flavored ones. Um, yeah.
2: But uh, we we got a new new deal where where we decided um, we want to give the kids you know opportunity to um, reflect on it. Uh, we've given them diversion programs where they can talk to someone about the health issues on it. They sit down. It's, um,
0: and it's it's an addictive it chemical. Is, it, is. Mean, it, it is. I mean, it is very highly addictive.
1: And that's the problem because you can say, that's it, you're going to jail, which, you know, we're not sending yeah, people to vaping. jail for vaping. But, or, or you can try to educate, mm-hmm. right? And right. because it is an addictive chemical, boy, you got to educate. Yeah, because it's if worse you don't than do the cigarettes. education. Yeah, and if you don't educate, where are you going to go? Yeah. You're never going to get that piece. You're never going to solve whatever that issue is yep. to get to kids making a better choice rather than, you know, vaping or yeah. whatever else.
0: Yeah. Um, what about the marijuana laws now Ooh, in I was Illinois? I too. Yeah. Kind of curious how I know that like it's still zero tolerance policy for schools and, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But just, um, you know, out on the beat, you know, on the on the streets, like how has, is that affecting your your guys's ability or or job? I, I would imagine that it has,
2: you know, um, in Kane County, um, while it was, you know, while it was a law and it was enforced, you know, we at least I feel we, we knew the direction you know uh, it was going to go and uh and and, you know my 18-ish years as a deputy i I don't think i really went out of my way to push the whole cannabis thing um least enforcement wise yeah um you know it was one of those things where you know i we can forgive that Mm -hmm. um you know so a lot of times we uh you know on the street it was a good way to get uh, probable cause search vehicles, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we're leaning less against that now only for this reason. Um, mm-hmm. but people have to understand though, you, you cannot drive and, and impaired, impaired or, or have that in your system when you're driving. At least that's a, that's what they're saying now. So we still have that, that, that ability to utilize it for searching of vehicles. You mm-hmm. know, no one is, you know, safe out, you know, in their mobile conveyance or a car. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. But, you know, there's been so many different educations. I mean, I, I don't typically get to work the street anymore Not I'm here in the school district. And um, so a lot of what everyone everyone knows is those wonderful flyers and stuff that all yeah. the different departments been putting out. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's changed at all. I, I think it's exactly the same as it was before. Um, I, I, I don't see it in public, um, so I think people are still doing it, you know, in private
0: responsibly yes mm-hmm.
2: um i think the way it was before so i you know um i, I don't think so kind of was... out of sight out of mind exactly oh okay i don't think much has changed
0: well and you're um the king county sheriff is it Haine yes um he has done some really incredible work with the drug courts and um, programs for those who are addicted correct i mean i've seen some things in the in the newspaper about You know some of the things that King County is really trying to um you know trying to do to to make things better for people
2: um you know what since he's been in he's um had a big campaign where he wants to humanize uh those who are um in jail Mm -hmm. Uh, remind them that you know they're they're not these hardened criminals Um, you know there's a lot of people in there for some unfortunate circumstances and it's it's up to us to try to to help them push them in the right direction and he he Fully believes that, and, um, and and making
0: a really positive impact. It I, is. I mean, from what I've read, you know, on the in the in the papers. So.
2: You know, I mean, uh, he he's got the the work programs he's been doing. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of I mean, a lot of wonderful things that that he's he's trying um, to do. I mean, not just in there, but I mean, out here. I mean, he hosted a um, a job fair down at Easter Roar now. Oh. Um, you know, I, I thought that was yeah, a that's really fantastic. good idea. Um, he's promoted uh, different divisions to do various things. You know, we now have someone that that works with those uh, who are elderly. Oh, um, you know, that's that they're a detective. She just investigates stuff like that. She's, um, um, you know, going to houses, doing welfare checks. Um, that's fantastic. Those who, who do get taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so many different areas we've, we've touched and, and, you know, thanks to the new programs we've gotten.
0: Awesome.
1: So we talked a lot about some of the issues um, that you might face or some problems that might pop up, but I'd like to know about uh, maybe some feel-good moments you've had as a school resource officer. What are some of those moments that uh, either reaffirm your choice being a police officer or um, a situation where... Uh, you, you saw a student make a right choice or even something kind of just put a smile on your face? Um,
2: you know what, the great thing about this job is the kids. Uh, I, I get to go to the different buildings. Um, while I do spend a majority of my time at the high school, um, I do get to the grade schools. Um, it's, it's really neat uh, doing stuff with them and watching them do things and then they have all kinds of silly questions. You know, uh, <laughs> I've, I've been accused of wearing a costume um, I thought that was funny. Um, so, you know, kids are cute. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I went on my way. I, I started, uh, my three years now I've been a, an SRO and, uh, my, my objective was to get in the grade school so that when our freshmen, you know, when they start coming in here, they, they recognize an SRO, uh, whether mm-hmm. it'll be me or someone in the future who replaces me, you know, cause I right. can't stay here forever uh, as much as I want to um yeah
0: it's a rotating schedule isn't it
2: yeah at the sheriff's office i don't think they have a a number per se but usually it's um you know when it, they want to yeah. try to rotate newer officers because yep. uh, the experience we get we can take back
0: sure to the, the community road. sure
2: yeah um but I, I guess the the feel-good moments is when uh, i'm out in public and kids recognize me yeah uh, or parents uh recognize me uh and i've never met these parents and uh Parents are like, my kid talks about you all the time. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's a good feel good movement, right? Mm-hmm, Definitely. Sure. As um, long
1: as it's a positive conversation. Yeah. Uh, that, and I, that was just thinking that <laughs> too. you're and the guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that one. Yeah.
2: I, I've been in that position too. Um, yeah, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> what are some things you might want our students to know about your job here, and like anything that you'd like to share with them?
2: Well, you know what they the kids have uh, wonderful different avenues they can go to. You know the seek different types of help um i mean we have a student services division which i work with very closely um you know social workers guidance counselors um but i I want them to know that i'm also approachable um i've i've had kids come up to me come up with some pretty controversial um conversations that were done in private and we resolved you know their issues um i wouldn't want to call them issues just whatever's going on yeah
0: they i mean they're having they're, a situation they're, and their crisis need, yeah and you need to yeah intervene
2: um you know i, I want them to know i'm approachable i i, I don't want anyone to ever ever think oh here's the police and i think we touched that already right. um that that that's the main reason i yeah. i you know we we see the, the the videos out there where i was afraid i got pulled over they, they shouldn't feel afraid you know um
0: you're a problem solver yeah you're, you're here for solutions yeah.
2: So, no, I, I want them to know that they can come to me. Okay.
1: So if students are interested in pursuing a career in law enforcement, what advice can you give them? Uh, this weekend I was at the mall and they had a career fair, a uh, community service fair. That's um, with my, my son, and they had a, uh, the Joliet Police Department has a junior cadet program that kids as young as 14 can join. Oh. So my son was very interested and signed up to join. So I guess my question is, is, is there anything that, our students could be involved with or, again, any advice that you would give them for if they're interested. in Yeah, like
0: career, like do they need to go to yeah. school? Or they- well,
1: yeah. Um,
2: first off, kids need to stay physically and mentally fit. Um, mm-hmm. This is a very demanding job, but it's also a very high critical moving job. Um, you know, if, if you're in high school going to college, uh, high school would be the time to start, you know, trying to be a little bit more more able-bodied, movable, you know, uh, yeah. I'm not saying I want someone to be a bodybuilder, but I want them to they be prepared. They need to work out and yeah. be able to, yeah. Um, you know, I want them to be able to jump out of a car. are fitness they level expectations. But then the mentally fit part, um, you know, while most departments don't require you have college, I, I encourage student, you know, students or, or anyone to go to college prior to becoming a peace officer, um, critical thinking is the key to this job Um, the best weapon any officer could ever have is their brain i mean it's it's always going we collect data we you know we analyze it real quick and then we decide unfortunately we have to do it very quickly
1: right you don't have the luxury of you know, twenty minutes to think it over. No. Do you? And you uh,
0: have to write a lot of reports, don't you?
2: Uh, yeah. I always joke around it at, at yeah. every, every class I go to, and like if I had known there was so much paperwork, I, I would have been a garbage man and I would have picked up someone else's um paperwork. So yeah. <laughs> um. So
0: you have to have some strong communication skills.
2: Uh, very good. You got to know how to use that Oxford comma and yep. punctuation, that kind of thing. That could so. be the difference.
1: Well, even so. e- well, and of course, even communication. Right. You have to be able to communicate yep. with verbally with uh, anyone that you come in contact with
2: oh definitely um, you know we, we believe me I mean if if you're that the shy type this might be a little hard for you um, you got to be you got to be socially of uh, you know ready to do this too so but as far as, as starting out um, you know if you go uh, you know whether they're high schoolers or whatever I know the sheriff's office is uh, about ready to relaunch uh, an Explorer post we haven't had open since the 90s oh um that ought to be interesting i'm going to have a some involvement with that um and then uh but if if for those of our students who live in elgin uh elgin already has an explorer program
1: oh um and
2: i absolutely encourage them because they get the the work hands-on with peace officers uh in elgin um and they even get to participate in in events Uh, i know in like 4th of july or whatever they do their their parade um, you know, the, the cadets get to go out there and work with the police, direct traffic, that kind of thing. It's really cool.
0: Neat. You're also um, in the reserves, aren't you?
2: Uh, I currently serve in the Air National Guard, uh, 182nd Airlift Wing down in because Peoria. Because
0: sometimes you have to leave for a week for training and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, um, one week in a month, two weeks out of the year. Um, and then, you know, occasionally I'll get an opportunity to do various different things. Um, you know, special trainings um, or TYs. Uh, last summer I spent um, a good month or so um, downstate doing flood duty um, oh. um, east uh, Cape Girardeau I believe yep. it was yep. mm-hmm. um, that, that was interesting you know as much as I like to walk around and sewage water and
1: build sandbags
2: <laughs> uh, had to be done so yeah
0: and, someone's got to yeah. do it yeah very cool
1: well we'd like to thank our guest today um, uh, school resource officer Tom Durham for coming in and talking with us on the 301 uh, thank you so much Thank you. It was it was a pleasure being here.
0: Yeah, thanks so much.
1: Uh, you can catch the three hundred and one on Spotify, iTunes, and even Anchor FM. So take a look for us. We're out there. Um, that is Stacey. I am Michael. And thanks for listening to the three hundred and one.